Sove sakatsara, bia mupits ikimai. A long time ago, it is said, a monster came here. Welcome everybody to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo and this week the not so stereotypical millennials will now be moving to our favorite movies of 2022. Hopefully you've heard uh, what we talked about with TV shows, a uh, little bit of crossover, but some unique picks as well. But uh, that is our previous episode, so you can check that out on your podcast feed. But now it's time to get into our favorite movies. I think really the a lot of the, the crux of what we're talking about a lot of the time on Back in My Day is a lot of big movies and blockbusters and stuff like that. So um, I'm excited to hear everyone's list. We'll do our top five once again. This week, I'm lucky enough to be joined by... Michael R. Power. And Walter. And wife Power. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're doing a marathon recording this evening. So if we sound more and more tired as the episode goes on, um, compared to our TV show episode, you 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 know why. It's because it's much later oh. in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Movies are my jam. <laughs> They're my jam, man. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump right into it without too much preamble. Um, we're going to start with Wife Power once again, and we'll start with our number fives. Wife Power, what was your fifth favorite movie? of 2022 oh and before i'll say that if anyone wants to hear our six to tens we will have that content on our patreon page which you hear more about in a little bit okay wife power number five all right my number five is a movie called the northman um we watched it a little while ago so i don't really remember too too much about it um, it, was, it was an early release of the year yeah yeah it was Honestly, like it's one of those movies that you I'm actually surprised that it's not getting as much award show buzz as it deserves. Um, It truly was a beautifully crafted movie. Um, The storytelling, the visuals, the development of like the Norse mythology and the Vikings and um, some of the the acting in the movie was just amazing. but yeah, my my number five was The Northman. I wish I watched this movie. I kept putting it off. Yeah. And I you would like it. It's a big movie. Yeah, I think I would like it. Yeah, yeah. you're right, Dave. It came out in April 22, and that is just not award season. So that's why. It's <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's not. A good time <laughs> yeah. You know what? Honestly, sadly, that's that why it's not a good movie. Happens. It could take an award season. That's yeah. why it's not a good movie. <laughs> 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 no, just kidding. All right. Um. All right, Mike. Uh, let's go to number five. All right, minor five uh, might seem basic. You know, this is the uh, highest grossing movie of the year as we speak, or that was actually finished as the highest grossing movie of the year. And that's Top Gun Maverick, starring our favorite crazy boy, Tom Cruise, <laughs> uh, Miles it- Teller, Jennifer Connolly, John Hamm. What's up? Is it actually the highest grossing movie? I think, I think Continue. Avatar yes. jumped ahead. I think yeah. Avatar. Uh, <laughs> not in the calendar year, but the four movies released in 2022, Avatar will beat it, but not if you cut it off of the calendar year. All right. It made the most money in 2022. And it was a bit of a surprise hit. You know, top the summer movie wager, it threw off a lot of our lists. Yeah. Uh, but I will <laughs> <No> say, <kidding. laughs> I think, I don't even know if this is a good movie. 
but that makes my list because we saw an IMAX and we've been to very few IMAX movies over the past years and it just freaking blew us away. It is like, you want to go to movies, you want to be entertained, this is the movie you went to see. And I think that's why it made so much money, honestly. Um, no, it is a good movie. It was just a joke. Yeah, obviously it's a good movie. <laughs> um, but it's not the typical movie that I would have a more of a popcorn flick. Right. But um yeah, I mean that that's that's what it is. It, it's it's a it's a popcorn movie. That's exactly what it is. Um well, it's popcorn with substance, I'd say, right? Like it's not just um, you know, there's some that turn your brain off kind of thing, and I think like it's a movie which actually has a message too. So yeah, my, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, you're back, Mike. You're good. You're good. Oh, I cut out for a second. So ah, you're fine. Ah, it's fine. Next. Yeah, um, best, it's a great movie. So go see <laughs> go see in theaters when it comes back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Like, um, if anything, it's the movie popcorn mixed with the M and M's, you know, peanut M and M's, and mixed all up in there. Nice, I like that. <laughs> Anything peanut M and M's, I'm all for. Um, okay, so my uh, my number five, um, I'm fairly certain, is not going to be on anyone's list, and this is where I'm already starting, guys, to throw a wrench in the mix. And it is one that moved up my list. It was still my top ten, but it moved up my list. I think literally yesterday, which was the last time I actually revised any of my positions. And it is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Alice, how long have you known Greg? Like, long. Okay, uh, what do you know about Greg, Alice? Oh my God. What do you know about him? Oh my God, guys, oh relax. God. Stop, stop, stop. I know that he's a good person, okay? He's fundamentally a good person. He wouldn't do this. Do you know his middle name? Do you know where he lives? Do you know how much fucking money he makes? Do you know his last name, Alice? I know a lot. Our first date was a was at a bar. He drank like a medium amount. Okay, Alice. He stop. likes nature. What is his He's middle a name? Labor is you don't ask what your middle name is, okay? Oh. For a really long time. That is my number five of the year. I um didn't really know what to expect. I, I went into this thinking it's gonna be a thriller type movie, and and it is. That is that is what it is. And I don't want to spoil anything about it because of a thriller slash. I don't even want to say comedy. I wouldn't say it's a comedy movie. It's, it's something that that tickles your fancy in any way. And it's set in one location and a minimal amount of characters. Just just watch this movie. I don't think it's been talked about very much. I think it's a pretty quiet movie. Um, it has some great acting and great character development. And I don't know. I, I the, the prime example, which I, I don't recall if I talked about it on the, on the podcast or if I talked to you guys separately about this, but I... I think the prime example of why this movie stuck with me so much is because I watched it um, as my wife was falling asleep beside me and it's not her kind of movie anyways. So it's not a big deal. She just went to bed or whatever. The next day she goes, you know, how was the movie? How did it go? And I said, well, there was this, there's a couple of crazy twists in it. There's all these, you know, crazy things that happen in the movie. And then all of a sudden it turns everything on its head, even after a twist and I was, and she's like, what do you mean? And I literally, I, I spent 20 minutes going from the start of the movie to the end, just explaining why, like what happened in the movie. I just, I essentially just read a short story of what this, <laughs> what this movie was with a smile on my face the whole time. And then I, I just, I can't get this movie out of my head. I think it's so much fun. Um, and it does a really good job in like sort of the thriller genre with also doing something different. And uh, that's why it's at my number five. That is bodies, bodies, bodies as my number five. Um, it. Yeah. Um, all right, Ian, you're number five. Hey, guys, guys, there's a lot 
guys and gals. There's a lot of bodies, bodies, and more bodies in my number five pick. <laughs> Don't know if it's made anybody else's list, but this was a big one for me last year. And it was a bit of a sleeper hit because it was a streaming release mm-hmm. on Hulu, and that is Prey. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Maui, Nita. Ray oh, nice. blew me away. Like I've seen it like three yes. times already. I made sure I, I showed it to my sister three and, times. Like, her eh? boyfriend. Yeah. Like just, I made sure that people like knew about this movie because like, mm. and, and again, it's one that I want you to watch, whether you're not, you're aware that it's connected to the predator franchise. Like I yeah. want you to watch it yeah. Yeah. and just kind of let it like, that was the best thing about when I watched it with my sister and her boyfriend is that they had no they idea. They didn't know? Nice. And I was just oh, sitting there awesome. like, it's that's gonna even better. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, I'd love to have when, that too. When that someone. clicks in, you're just like, yes. And then it's so exciting. Well, uh, I, I think even without it, it's it's it could be a standalone movie, right? If it was some other creature or some other Oh, yeah, 100%. Whatever, right? but I think yeah, that that's, that's what yeah, elevates that's what it a little bit for me. It's like it's, it's part of one of my favorite franchises and a franchise that hasn't had a lot of success. I love the original. It's I great. think when you Original's guys talked awesome. about it, you said it, it might even pa- surpass the original. I think that's definitely an argument to be made. I think mm-hmm. that the original is dated in a lot of ways, but it's also an Arnold Schwarzenegger classic. Yeah, it's different. Um, it's hard so to it's, compare. So it's a just different like, movie. Yeah, different very different genre, movie, but really. but. Isn't that cool how it can slot into that universe and be a different movie and still be its own great piece of storytelling? So I love Prey. I would recommend it to anybody who likes action horror or any you know anything in between thriller. Mm -hmm. It was kind of yeah, more thriller than horror, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's slight. It's like a a genre bender in that way. Mm -hmm. The way that in the way that Alien comes walks the line. The horror mix. I think Predator also does that too. So it's nice. Nice. Wow. All right, wait, power. Let's uh, let's circle back around. Number four. All right, my number four. We had we were uh, Mike and I were debating whether or not this was a movie. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. oh I made it. I know what you're gonna yes, say. I made it. Uh, so my number four was Werewolf by Night. It was a uh, Marvel special presentation around mm. Halloween. Definitely a movie. Definitely, um, it's not a show, right? Because it doesn't have multiple episodes, so that's why we figured. That's, yeah, yeah, we kind of said it was like yeah. a made-for-TV movie yes, kind of thing. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I um, think so. I would say but, the 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 group shorts were like, okay, that could be a series if you want. Yeah, but yeah. Like, the other yeah. ones that are forty minutes plus, so that's a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this was about fifty Agreed. minutes. I would say something yep. like that. Yeah. Fits in their movies. The I Guardians think... one didn't really feel like a movie for me. No, this one had that's more, more of an episode. Like that's that. I mean, I know this is sort of like a Halloween special sort of idea mm-hmm. t- kind of feel, but that was like, it's like a Halloween special. That's or sorry, like this, Christmas special. This had more of like a solid like beginning, middle, and yes, end yes. climax. Ironically, like it... they had very similar runtimes, but I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. Yeah. yeah. If you were going to rank Guardians holiday special, it would have to go in the movie list though. So Yeah, but I'm just saying list. like this felt more like a movie to yeah. me than no, it, 
Um, but yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was so well done. I loved the old timey like monster movie style. Um, I feel like that's what we are missing sometimes. Yeah. Like in like uh, these Halloween movies, like those are the movies I want to watch at Halloween. Like the old timey monster movies and this just shows that like even with the technology that we have today it's like you still can go back and make like realistic effects and use practical effects do black and white yeah and i speak in that old timey speak and it still works right i think we did a whole episode on it but like Mm -hmm. one of the pieces i loved was that like they didn't turn him into like an actual werewolf they did the man wolf style like like right. teen wolf style and i just yeah teen wolf like, yeah <laughs> but it just like it looked amazing like i yeah. loved the, the practice that's exactly what it is like just it's got like, it now he's like oh yeah, yeah. well it, I, mean, I mean i love that point too because it, yeah. it, it, it feel is like yeah. it, it felt like a they good adaptation of the comics too. yeah mm-hmm. they could mm-hmm. have like gone the full cg thing and like turn them into like a like a really cool cg wolf but i think like the old-timey monster like it would have just felt so out of place and like even swamp thing like he just felt so like realistic sorry man thing let let us mansplain man thing it's fine i'll take it it's okay when you said swamp thing was like i knew exactly what you're talking about what's the difference don't they both live in a swamp yeah um so yeah, uh, Werewolf by Night. Okay. That takes I'm, my number. You know I'm glad that he made this. That made yeah, that's a fun voice. surprise. Me too. Awesome. And Michael G. Yeah. You know, crush it. He's the composer, yes. but he's also making his directorial debut yep. with Werewolf by Night. It was great. Night. It was great. And oh. you know, your point about it being practical effects and all that, I think it it lended itself well to his style, the the style that he chose for this film, the way it's like mm-hmm. black and white, and it's kind of the the play on the lighting and everything. It made for a better picture with the practical effects, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, than, yep, than having definitely. CGI. All right, Michael. Rich. Number four to me. Uh, we did a whole episode on this one, so I'm not going to talk about it a lot. You guys might uh, see this coming, but Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, All my right. favorite MCU movie from 2022. Uh, basically, all you have to say is okay. it's Sam Raimi coming back and doing superhero marvel movie and it's like i'm sold i'm already like in the bag <laughs> and uh the fact that it also was an amazing movie and everyone in it crushed it uh i just loved it i don't uh yeah i can't say enough about it go back to our episode if you want to hear a discussion about it more but it's yeah. my number four and i'm gonna jump ahead of dave just for this round because my number four yeah. is also dr strange in the multiverse nice. of madness nice. and i think like a lot of the things i was just saying about michael g Kino having his very distinct style i think this was like sam raimi giving given pretty much full mm-hmm. reign inside the MCU for better or for worse. And I think that it worked um, oh, a yeah. lot more than it didn't, uh, you know, yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah, any yeah. Of the, for any of the things that we can nitpick about the movie. I, I think I really liked what he was able to do is kind of like a Marvel horror movie, you know, it horror is comedy. Scary. I would call yeah. it like, like yeah. an evil dead Marvel movie. Uh, yeah. Which and, is, you know, time because we got me. a, yeah. we got a new <laughs> red band trailer for the new evil dead rises. So, oh yeah, man. No. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Sam Raimi is all over this film. And I think like, as much as you know he did the spider-man films i think that like when i watched dr strange especially in the early stage of this movie you know head into the city of new york to you know leave a wedding to join a battle it felt 
very much in line with those Spider-Man films. And yes. Like, like yes. very much like this could be the That's Doctor point. Strange in that same yes. Spider-Man universe. So That's so, a good yeah. point. I never thought of that. That's exactly, exactly. what that So, so that I, I think Sam like. Raimi's yeah. earned a place in the MCU, in my opinion. And nice. I'd oh, love yeah. to see him do another film for sure. Yep. Nice. Nice. Okay. So my number four is... Um, probably the one with the most recency bias, but also I just had a blast. It's probably the most fun I had in any movie this year. And that is glass onion, a knives out mystery. That is my number four. I love this movie. I love the first one. Um, I, I I've been like wrestling in my head, whether I, I enjoy the first over the second or the second over the first, I don't think it really matters. Um, but I, but I, I just, I love the spectacle, like what, how they up the game and how it's all sort of, part of the 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 comedy of it is just like where it takes place and why it takes place there and who is there like just there's jokes in the fact that it just takes place here and all these characters are, are put together in this one area and uh anything that has ryan johnson on it i'm gonna watch and i don't think he can do any wrong since he made jumper so or sorry, jumper looper jumper uh, <laughs> i don't know where jumper um, came from <laughs> um it's it, looper's awesome last Jedi i absolutely love uh and these two uh knives out movies are just excellent i had such a good time with this and benoit blanc is one of the yeah, best characters he's, he's of great. the last several oh, years i think he's just so much fun and they dig deeper into who he is as a person and and why he is the way he is and and it's just they do yeah. even more with him in this which i didn't expect and it's it's great i think the the actual mystery at hand here is a even bigger loop than it was previously and for some people that works for some people it doesn't fair enough for me i loved it and i thought it was great so um uh, honestly yeah. i'm not going to spoil anything major from the movie but there is a moment in the trailer it's pretty funny when he's just talking about playing like simple games yes. and how he's like yeah, it's just great. It's like it, it it's very timely too. It feels like a very modern, Oh yeah. Yeah, um, unintentionally take. so it's very timely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I personally don't think Ryan Johnson has missed either in any of yeah. his films and I think like you know, it, it might be a little early to to you know tell for me if I like this one better than the first one. I think the first one is very different. Uh, but it'll be interesting knowing that he's working on another one, knowing that we're so, going to see I'm more so Benoit Blanc. It's going to be interesting to see like how he goes from film to film and then looking back on it, like which ones really Honest, honestly, the they could do, he could do anything he could do. It doesn't matter if it takes place in the same time period, just do another movie with him in it, find another mystery that goes on and write the shit out of it. Like he did with these two movies. And, and I am just, there. That's it. That's all I I'll need. just say it. I'd love for the four of us to play a round of among us with Daniel Craig. <laughs> or <laughs> <Benoit> Blanc. <laughs> oh man. Hey, they have a Benoit Blanc uh, skin in among us. Like that's, wow. they went to that that's extent. Awesome. You can actually Hilarious. use that skin in it from, from this movie with his, uh, with his stripe and his little scarf and everything. It's, it's hilarious. Um, oh yeah. Anyways. So, the latest knife out, knives out movie, Glass Onion, is my number four. Wife Power, number three. We'll jump towards you. Well, I feel like we went through the number fours really quickly. <laughs> um, so my number three, uh, similar to The Northman, it was a movie that we watched at the start of the year. Um, it was a movie uh, we saw in theaters, and coming out of it, um, I knew it would be on my top five for sure of the year. Um, and that's everything, everywhere, all at once. I can see where this story is going. 
It does not look good. What's happening? I'm not your husband. I'm another version of I'm from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. There's no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all of their memories, their emotions, even their skills. Um, this movie was fantastic. Um, it was so unique. Um, yeah, it was just the... It's probably one of the most unique sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, what's my number three? It's it's a it is one of the most unique movies you'll probably ever watch. Honestly, like I think that's a really big selling point. Like it is, it's it's fucking, it's crazy. Uh, it's, it's, an- crazy. it's another big blind spot for me. I tried to watch it before we recorded, but uh, oh, didn't have, couldn't it. find. Yeah, the yeah you'll you'll really enjoy it. You re- yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's going to make. Whether it's in your top five or top ten, I have I like it's I'm fairly certain it's it's on your yeah. list. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with my number three. Uh, Wife Powers mentioned it. Uh, it's the Northman. Oh, Northman. Well, yeah, five. Nice. So it actually, yeah, you guys haven't seen it. Um, no. And I will give it. I will say it is very. It's. Uh, you might think it's weird for me to put it on my list because I will describe it as very Shakespearean. Very, very Shakespearean, and you guys okay. know that. I and don't for you, like yeah. Shakespeare, <laughs> but I like adapt. I like adaptations of Shakespeare. I just don't like reading. Um, he doesn't like actual... Shakespearean language. Language. Yeah, okay. I don't like. Yeah. I don't. English teachers ruin ruin Shakespeare for me. Let's put it that way. But um, <laughs> you won't be the first person to say that. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 like you know the the stories, the themes that Shakespeare explores, and how they keep being remade today and things like you know adaptations like the lion king like this is a very much um a shakespearean tale and it's it's also a medieval medieval is that time period whatever uh history historical epic it reminds me kind of like braveheart in that way it's like long and it goes through all these different um well, it's, time it's viking area it's viking it's viking, oh, viking. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i just don't know if that's considered medieval that's why i no. tried to correct myself i said historic no, it's viking mike historical it's, viking. it's the viking um, era <laughs> Oh, they're their own era now. Okay, I get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's just stick with historic epic because I think that, that works. Historic adjacent. For my ass. Yes. We're all just going to get ripped on our... Yes, none of us yeah. are history buffs. No, no. no but it, it no. stars um, no. Alex Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Anna Taylor-Joy. Like, the cast is crazy. Oh, Ethan Hawke's in it. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, and he's great. And it's, it's directed by uh, uh, Robert Eggers. Yeah. He's made like a lot of good movies like the witch and stuff like that so yeah and he's oh, such a talented so dir- he's such a talented director like mm-hmm. like the direction of the movie is incredible the acting is incredible and the story it tells is incredible and it feels like you're watching an epic that's what it feels like it feels like you're it's like sucks you in and even i think they long, described it, it as his masterpiece yeah like this it, yeah. is like like he just throws everything he has this movie. Like it's it's his big like settings, project, his big passion project sort of crazy idea. to look yeah. at. It's about this guy avenging and I know his father and all that. It's like just these classic tales. So it's yeah, like like Wife Power said, I'm so I wouldn't like I would be surprised if it's not nominated for a whole bunch of stuff. Just that's that good caliber. That yeah, good I think caliber. this is one this so. is one of those movies where it's just like I, I don't know why it sort of fell off 
Like I was like, oh, I gotta watch this movie. It sounds like my cup of tea. I think it's gonna be awesome. It looks, it looks even oh, off the trailers and yeah. screenshot looks amazing. Like you guys mentioned yeah. cinematography and just the setting and everything. And then yeah. for whatever reason, I sort of like forgot over the last couple months. And then mm. now it's like I got You know when a movie has everything, it has like a love story, revenge, um, action, action, like yeah. you know, visuals, heart. like it's hard, like it's like everything you want. Just yeah. it is a really, that really good awesome. watch. All right. Yeah, I, all right. like it's it's moving, it's moving up to the to the must watch list. Top. Yeah, yeah, must Do watch. It. Yeah, for all sure. All right, that's my number three. All right. Uh my number three um is probably as much as I had the most fun with Glass Onion, my number three is actually the most emotional I got in any movie this year. And that goes and that from, is Black Adam. And that is Morbius. And <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad it made me Morbius cry for two hours. <laughs> oh my god, if it's either of those movies, I'm just no, gonna I'm make, I'm gonna hang up the call. I haven't seen either and I don't plan to. <laughs> yeah, save yourself. Watch so the Northman instead. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Probably the yeah. same same uh same length as well for both those movies. <laughs> um yeah this is uh this was a complete surprise i forgot that it was coming out and when it did it was like okay let's sit down and watch this on a on a sunday morning or something like that and um it is marcel the shell with shoes on i'm making like a little documentary oh it's like it's a like... movie but nobody has any lines and nobody even knows what it is while they're making it mm. no hmm? tell me about what's life like it's pretty much common knowledge that it takes at least 20 shells to have a community. My cousin fell asleep in a pocket, and that's why I don't like the saying everything comes out of the wash, because sometimes it doesn't, or sometimes it does, and they're just like a completely different person. So it's actually only two of us now, myself and my grandmother, Nana Connie. We like to watch 60 Minutes because Leslie Stahl is fearless. Oh, you watched this oh. one. Yeah, this movie was so, so good. I cannot believe what they did with a character from a couple of YouTube shorts from 11 years ago or something that I completely forgot about. Um, but it is, it's hard to describe and it's hard to sort of like not spoil it, which is strange, but there's and so It sounds many... ridiculous when you describe it. Like it so, it's, it's ridiculous. But if you ever, if you were at all around our age range and you were on YouTube about 10 or 11 years ago, Marcel the shell was like a thing for several months or at least a year with all these little shorts, stop motion shell that lives on his own in a house. And this movie is him living with his grandmother in a house the reasons why they're alone, I think is just something you don't want to spoil. I think it's this movie. It's sad. It's funny. I think it's hilarious, but I think it's also very sad and very touching. It talks about loneliness. It talks about depression. It talks about age. It talks about just life. It talks about family. It is, it talks about discovery. It is just so ridiculously good for what I would have ever expected this to be. And um, I laughed my butt off and then cried my eyes out within the same 10 minutes of this movie. It, it's I love I loved it. I absolutely love this movie and I hope more, pe more people watch it. Was it a full length movie, Dave, or was yeah. it like around like it was like around like it's an a full hour and a hour half? And a half movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is. It's so, so good. And um, yeah, it expects some really like goofy jokes and goofy laughs. But honestly, it's more of a, a of a 
of a sad movie or or an emotional mm-hmm. movie. You know, I wouldn't say it's all sad, but there are sad elements to it. Um, but it is it's such a good movie. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is the quietest, but also most emotional movie that I watched all year. Uh, it'll it's honestly going to stick with me for a really long time. I think it's really really good. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's always intrigued me, but I've just never hit the play button on it. But maybe now I'll be motivated to give it a watch. Yep. Yep. It's really good, especially anybody that has you know, this sort of like extra connection with their, with one of their grandparents or even one of their parents or someone of a, of an older generation that you have like a, or an almost like special connection with, even if it's both grandparents or all four grandparents or both parents or whatever, it's, that's a lot about what, what this movie is on top of other family elements as well. It's so crazy that so much is packed into this movie and it is really, really well done. So my number three, is that um amazing yeah it's really it's really great uh yeah you're number uh, three. Mine's, mine's very similar you know like two people living alone in a house um that's <laughs> bruce wayne and alfred pennyworth <laughs> living alone together in a house well that's your number three eh? i thought that would be higher for you okay the batman dc's back baby at least uh are they solo batman projects <laughs> are, <they>? are... <laughs> Uh, anything connected to the DC Extended Universe is pretty uh, much Wasteland. <laughs> a little movie called Black Adam uh, would beg to differ. Warner but... Brothers have pulled James Gunn over to DC to rescue that whole operation. That's exciting. But, yeah. but the solo Batman projects have been doing very well. For the Batman. Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Batman was an epic. Uh, it was. Uh, we we did a whole episode on mm-hmm. it, I think, with Low Row Nose. We, we did, spoke. yep. About it in great length and how, you know, it, it is a lengthy movie, but I think uh, there's a lot to love about it. And uh, there's not there's not very much that I would have cut out, to be honest. Um, even, you know, I gave it the, a little bit of gears for the uh, the Joker content, feeling like it had to be, it felt a little shoehorned in bringing the Joker along. I think that was the that only movie. thing that we, we kind of, but, yeah. But I even agree. when yeah. you think about that and then you look at the extra footage that was left on the country like the the stuff that they showed the extra scene between them even that enhanced it a little bit where i'm like okay maybe in the long game like maybe when we see what he does with a sequel or we see what he does inside of a trilogy like it'll make more sense why they chose to kind of introduce him at that point yeah Um, but i am excited for a sequel i don't like we're joking around about the the dceu i don't think you know, and it, it does. It seems like they're starting from scratch now, right? They're yeah. scrapping everything, but the the Batman is over here in its own little corner, and uh, you know what's his name um, from Twilight? Pattinson <laughs> from Robert Twilight. Pattinson. Oh, from Twilight. Yeah, no, dude. I, honestly, I, he's in I, so I many joke, good I movies. He's, he's 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 a very, very good. good. Actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, both I, of them are. Loves this one. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the trolls of the internet <laughs> love love to point that out. So I thought. I would too, but yeah, just uh, he does a great <laughs> job, and I would love to see sort of Matt Reeves play a little bit more in the Gotham that he's already established. Yeah, right. good choice. The Batman and Michael Giacchino, the composer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Episode one twenty, we had Lauren on as well. Uh, I'm looking at the runtime now. We talked about it for two hours. Which is almost the runtime of the entire movie. So, uh, yeah. can you tell know. we liked it? Yeah, that's how much. That's how much we yeah. gushed about it for that might, time. Might be talking yeah. about it some more this episode. All right. Um, continuing on the Batman. Um, it is my number two. Um, I wasn't in the episode with you guys, so I'm just gonna mention a couple of things about it. Um, 
when I originally heard about this movie and Robert Pattinson being casted, I had no hope for it <laughs> whatsoever. Um, and this might be my favorite Batman movie. Um, it It's the Batman movie I have been waiting for, where he, he almost... He works more closely with Gordon and, like, the police officers as, like, a detective. He's not just, like, the superhero. Like, he is kind of, like, solving the mystery as Batman. So it's it's not as... I, I just love... I absolutely loved it. Like, it's it's exactly what I wanted in a Batman movie. I thought it was amazing. Um... Dark Knight probably still teeters a bit ahead of it, but again, I've seen Dark Knight so many times now that it's it's got a bit more of like a nostalgia pull. But I think if I were to watch this movie a couple more times, it might pass it as being mm. my favorite Batman movie. It was just it was just so well done, and I loved the the true like detective style of the character more than like the superhero aspect because like we all know he's just a rich guy in a suit with a bunch of gadgets like he really he doesn't have superpowers um so like i like that they pulled in that detective he's rich that's his superpower although he can't explode (laughs) at close range with c4 or whatever yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) he's invincible to bombs at close range (laughs) when they blow up in his face yeah Um, no but he wasn't he wasn't and like he was affected by it like he had real like we're just joking it's okay. I yeah, know, yeah. but I'm just. That's a nitpick. Though? You don't have to. Are we though? No, like it's a nitpick. It's a comic book movie. Like these yeah, yeah, no. no. Can I jump it's... in? Can I jump in and drop my deuce and just say? Well, before you do, Batman, say... Batman is my number two oh, as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say, like, that's a good point about like, you know, which is better, The Dark Knight. But I think we mentioned this on the episode that we did. Uh, the Dark Knight benefits from it's a sequel. Like it, it had the Batman Begins to kind of set it up and become this monster of a film. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like this movie has a lot of work to do because it's got to bring it you. Does, into the world. Yeah, it has gonna, tons of work to do. You yeah. know, it's it's a lengthy. It's got the runtime to do I'll, it. But... Yeah, I'll let White Fire finish, then I'll explain why Dark Knight's better. No oh, gosh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not really. That's not really. Like it's just. It's it's the same no, thing. Let her. I want her to finish. Yeah. Are, unless you're done. Unless you're done. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Well, no, it's. Done I'll now, keep it short. Bro. I'll keep it short. She's done after that comment. <laughs> Remember, the Dark Knight no. did not come out in 2022. She said she's teetering, and I'm trying to. I'm going to say, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, are, yes. yeah, see, we'll start with that. So, 2008 is when the the world changed for comic. Yeah, yeah. I, sure. I and I know she might agree because I think that well, the reason why I think the Dark Knight is better is because I will actually give it to Robert Pattinson, and I just want to quickly read my my letterbox review. Follow me, on letterbox <laughs> Max R Power for more gems like this. After oh, I saw Batman, what a which plug. is which more is, gems nice. like this. More <laughs> gems like this. I haven't even heard the gem. Which is this is what I wrote after I watched it. That goddamn sparkly vampire just gave us the best portrayal of Batman the world has ever seen. <laughs> and then I said, finally a Batman movie that lives up to his moniker, the world's greatest detective. So that echoes everything yeah, my power said. Finally, a Batman movie where he's a detective. I think he's actually. I love Dark Knight. It's like my favorite, my favorite comic book movie. Maybe my favorite movie of all time. And I think this Robert Pattinson did a, is a better Batman. Yeah, which is crazy. The reason why Dark Knight is a better movie is because of Heath Ledger's Joker, 
not because of mm. the bad hero yeah. is only as good as it's villain, right? right white power and you love which, that which is I, definitely something we talked about in the episode as well yeah. like for sure like there's that's the thing i don't like, think there's... the riddler character nearly as good or as interesting still good no. but not, like, not, does but not it's hold doing different. It's doing different. The movies Knight. are doing different things with the villains. Yeah, but if you're going to compare them, reasons, that's, yeah. that's, that's well. The, that's, I think the that's Dark for Knight me. had a yeah. realness to it where it was almost like you kind of knew you were in Chicago, like Gotham was Chicago or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you knew you were in a real city. Whereas, like in the Batman, from start to finish, it's like a fantasy. Like it's like it looked more like Gotham. the um, the Tim Burton. Yes, which I like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotham yes. is a character in the Batman, yeah. whereas like, yeah. The Dark Knight is like like you said, Power. It it leans on Heath Ledger's yeah. portrayal. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. that's yeah. So, anyways, I still think the the Batman, the Butman, is um is a five out of five Pattinson. excellent movie. Yeah, and friggin' awesome deserves the number two spot on our list and great choice by everyone. And yeah, also that's enough. We did a whole yeah. episode on it. I, I, I'm not I'm not gonna say anything about it, but it's also my number two. Okay, oh, um, nice. Ian, your uh, your number two. <laughs> that was hilarious okay <laughs> the batman um my number two is also about someone who flies in the sky <laughs> it's already been mentioned but it was a major blockbuster of 2022 and that is top gun maverick and it had no business being as good as it was it honestly didn't and you yeah. know there it had large similarities like we all know you know a major star wars nerd i write for Dorks out of the force. Uh, right you? You? Right you? Are. No way. Um, no, no, no. But I love Star Wars, and <laughs> it was, like it was undeniable. All, my life is a lie. <laughs> it was undeniable that like the grassroots of the story had like a very similar story to like the rebellion. You know, like you know, fighting against this this impossible mission. You know, the trench run in Star Wars can easily be c- compared to the mission that they go on in Top Gun Maverick. But that's just one aspect of it. I think that the the fact that they did this movie. A sequel to a movie that came out in the '80s that, you know, it's a it's a serviceable Tom Cruise film, but it's like, I don't know, like no one's clamoring for a lega sequel of, you know, Maverick from no Top one was Gun. no one was looking for it, um, and yet so here this we is are. the right way yeah. to do it. And uh, like we didn't mention Cobra Kai yet in our uh, TV show episode, but that is like a an uh, example of bringing back an '80s project. And doing it like carrying it, carrying on its legacy, and I think that Top Gun Maverick did that on the big screen in a big way with practical effects, for the most part, or at least in the forefront, like real, you yep. know, real yep. stunts, real action, and like it made me care about Top Gun again in a way where like I will happily go back and watch the original. Not that I wouldn't before, but I'm I'm much more invested now in the overall Top Gun world, and I would I would. You know, if it stops here, then that's great. It was it was a great yeah. movie, best one of the best blockbusters of 2022, definitely of the summer. Um, but you know, I I would love like they've even breathed new life into it. Like some of the characters in this movie, I would love to see either spinoffs or sequels of this uh, of this franchise now because they've just done it such justice. I think Top Gun Maverick deserves all the praise, and Tom Tom Cruise too. Like for all of his crazy antics, he's 
one of the hardest working actors in the biz. He's yeah, literally risking his life to entertain us. Yeah. He's like yeah. the last actor to. Be yeah, he's that. crazy on multiple levels for oh, multiple yes. reasons. Yeah, for multiple reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's another uh, like show movie review um, action industries that I follow that call him TC Legend. Like every time Tom Cruise is like <laughs> their favorite. Shout out to <laughs> action. Industry. Shout out to TC Legend. TC Legend. <laughs> That's what they call him. <laughs> All right, Top Gun Maverick is your number two. Wife Power, let's get started with our number ones of the year. Uh, your turn. Let's go. What do we got? My number one. So I did teeter back and forth between the Batman and this movie. Um, and this movie took it for me. Um, and it is Top Gun Maverick. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. He seems nice. Uh this was the Solid. most fun I had at the movies all year. Um, this is what you go to the movies for. These are your popcorn flicks. It had heart. It had story. It had amazing visuals, sound. Like, this movie had me from start to finish. Like, there was no dead time where you're kind of like, oh, maybe I'll run to the washroom now. Like, this... <laughs> This movie was just hands down amazing. Um, we actually watched the original the night before we went to go see it just because we knew we were going to go see it. Um, and the original is one of, like, it is probably a top movie for me growing up. I've seen it like a million times. Um, and sitting in the theater and they start playing the same song. <laughs> They play at the start of the original movie and they're showing all the planes and they're on the the carrier and it's the same way the like the the two movies start in the exact same way and it just gave me goosebumps like I remember sitting in the theaters and like looking down on my arm and like I just had goosebumps all over my arms like it just got me so excited for it and it really delivered like you worry about a sequel like this but the story was perfect like I it just it had so much heart and um I loved it I almost don't want them to make another one because like I just feel like the two stories are so well done together even though like I would love to see more but it's like I also don't want them to ruin the franchise <laughs> Um, which was the which was that worry which for the, this yeah. movie in like regard like, yeah and yeah. it happens a lot like we've seen it sure. happen with jurassic park where yeah. it's like yeah they just take it it's Perfect like example yeah you yeah. have like a couple of it just milking it and, milking it until it's yeah got nothing and you left. just stretch you There's just stretch three it a movies little in the jurassic park but uh yeah, I loved it. But the one thing I want to say that's just like hilarious about how Hollywood has changed because we watched them like side by side was um, in the first one, it was like they were all just like regular looking dudes. Like mm. they like they, when they did like the beach volleyball scene, it was like 
Goose was just like a like a like a beanpole, like just a skinny, <laughs> tall dude. Like Gumby. <laughs> Tom Cruise had a unibrow in the movie. Like and now it's like everyone has to look like a chiseled statue of like so it's just funny how like appearances have changed yeah. throughout the movie industry of like a movie at the eighties, like people just looked like like I said, like they're still actors and the stuff, but yeah. they look Physically, Goose was in what different. we say 80s yeah. shape. He was in 80s yeah. shape. He was in good shape for the 80s, you know. But but now it's like now he, 80s. Now a person like that would never be in a movie. No, right? like, not never that looks, role, at least. Person yeah. looks like that would never, yeah, never. They be would never yeah. allow Sorry. the main character to have a unibrow. Like <laughs> that's well, it. Tom Cruise's teeth like... was messed up. He had a unibrow. Yeah, he had messed up. Like, he was the hunk. The leading and up. he like, was the hunky character. It's hilarious. Now it's just yeah, but it was just and then like when you listen to the interviews of like the actors talking about what they had to do before like filming mm-hmm. the football scene on the beach, you're just like, what like why have we transitioned this way? But yeah, that's fair. Anyway, um it was it was like I said, it was the most fun I had at the the movies all year. It is it um, is the quintessential big screen experience. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And the fact that it's wow. not yeah. like, you know, it's, it is a franchise now because of the original top yeah. one, but it's not like uh, what you would expect from a modern day blockbuster, like a, a superhero movie or like mm-hmm. you know, sci-fi or like crazy action adventure. But like, yeah, um, great movie. And when you mentioned that football scene on the beach, I remember I was like bopping to the song <laughs> in the car one day and Sam just turns to me and she's like, this is in Top Gun, isn't it? I'm like, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why you like this song. <laughs> nice. nice. All right. It's a banger. It? That's good. Solid. All right, Mike. Let's go to. Uh, let's jump to your number one. All right, my number one. Uh, all right. Do you ever watch a movie? And when you're watching it, you're like, I've never watched a movie. You're like, no, no, <laughs> no I haven't. No. When you're watching it, you're thinking like, did they make this movie for me? Like, did they go into my brain and just did take everything I like they... and just like write this movie for me and just like this movie is for one specific person this is everything he likes in one movie anyways that's what happened to me when i watched everything everywhere all at once um it's like it's like i would compare this movie and someone else said it but i'm gonna steal it to like the matrix on how revolutionary it is and how like defining it is of like probably an entire decade it's like the next matrix there's the matrix then there's you know, Blade Runner twenty forty nine maybe, and then everything ever all at once as far as sci fi movies go. But you know what the Matrix and uh, Blade Runner don't have? This movie has a a, a butt plug fight scene. Okay, uh... <laughs> I can't even finish. I can't even. going to say hot dog storm fingers. Hot, uh, hot, hot yes. dog storm hands. <laughs> um, and so it's like it's a sci fi movie starring short round. First of all, my favorite Indiana Jones character, and he's great in it too. By the way, um, he is yes, awesome. Talking about you know deep intellectual sci-fi things, it does in one movie what it took the MCU twenty movies to do, which yeah. is explain and introduce the multiverse. It does it in one movie, in one movie, and takes that concept to its extreme. Yeah, it does it in where a I'm crazier like, way. How does the MCU like? <laughs> They just ate the MCU's dinner. Like they took the whole, they did the whole multiverse yeah, thing. I mean, in I one movie. seen it, but I feel like it puts multiverse of madness shame in ways. Yes. Oh, it, it, yes. When it comes yes. to the multiverse, hundred percent. Those yeah. those scenes. On so many and, levels. Um, <laughs> like I love sci-fi. I love beautifully written science fiction, and I have a weird sense of humor that this movie 
yeah. gets because they fight using butt plugs and dildos and stuff like that. Yeah. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, but also mixed in with all these like intellectual like sci-fi concepts and it's just amazing it's like there's touchy moments movie. in it as well like oh, you know and it's it, like it's not like it's just bombastic I, crazy pointless stuff yeah. like there's a oh, point no, to everything point um, to everything a very yeah. emotional movie at the same time it's got this ridiculous humor to it and so it's like the perfect movie it's like i don't know it's like a miracle that this movie came out yeah good. it could have gone terribly right but and um so michelle yo please give her 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 She's oscar amazing. She is so freaking good in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and the Daniels, I just feel like these guys are on the same wavelength as me. Uh, exactly <laughs> what I like is is this movie. So, yeah, we saw it in theaters after the first movie back, actually, of this year in theaters. Mm. Didn't know what to expect and was just, like, blown away by this movie. It's low budget, lowest budget movie on the, probably any of our lists. It made a ton of money, which makes me, which is, like, really, yeah. uh, makes me really happy, really encouraging. And uh, you, you have to see this movie. Uh, if I would recommend one movie I, on my list, it'd be this one for everyone to see. Yeah, uh, just it's it's incredible. I I would say that the title of the movie delivers what it's about and what's in it. It has yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. It has and it takes place everywhere, everywhere. and yeah. all at the same all time. And yeah. somehow it all That's... fucking works. And I have no idea how. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's an ex- excellent movie. Um, it is not my number one though, although. It was Vine for a spot for sure. So it is not none of my top five, but it is an excellent, excellent movie. Uh, my number one has already been mentioned. Um, and uh, it is Prey. That is my number oh. one movie of the year. I think Prey Whoa. is Prey. not because it's a Predator movie, not because it's an alien Predator franchise movie. It is because I just think it is a visceral experience from start to finish, I think the the way it's shot is amazing. I think the acting is awesome. I love the fact that it has something to say for the first time. I think personally, for the first time in this franchise, has something to say and does it in a really great way. I just rewatched it the other day uh, for the third time, and it is just every single time it's awesome. I I was gripped by this from start to finish, and um, it's. It, it it's so i think mike i think we said it when we were watching is like we watched the totally rad show when it was out yep. you know 13 14 years ago when it started whatever it was and dan trachtenberg the director was on that as a nerdy guy doing a video podcast talking about movies like this and now he's making a movie about what he was talking about mm-hmm. and not just because hey i would just want to make movies and do something fun and cool but but because he loves this stuff and he does such a good job with it, you could tell that he appreciates where this comes from and also wants to do something new, different, interesting, and uh, and great with it. And I think that's what this movie does all over the place. I think it's awesome. And um, it's, it's something I'm, I'm going to revisit multiple times. I think Prey is, unfortunately, was not in theaters. I think this would have been one of those movies that would have kicked ass in the movie yeah. theater because it looks I think great it deserved a yeah it, it's there's sure. just enough action there's just enough great scenery i mean it's it's filmed in alberta in the middle of nowhere which is beautiful and that is in itself is enough to see on a big screen so i think it's unfortunate that it didn't go to theaters but i think it's great that a lot of people were also able to see it which i think is something we talked about as well when we reviewed I it on episodes i so, think yeah. just like for devil's advocate kind of like sto- like thing is the only thing I'll say that like I'm c- kind of glad it didn't get a theatrical 
release is I think more people saw it because it was it was like the weekend it came out it was like all over twitter like everybody was talking about it everybody wanted to watch it it and it's like it was available to every like it was pretty much available to everyone to watch it right away yeah so i think it reached a greater audience which i'm happy about because it was such a good movie um Whereas I think if it went to theaters, I think a lot of people would have um, balanced on like the predator side of it. Probably and would have been might... more of the marketing as well, like all and, that stuff. And yeah. I think it would have deterred some people that like that ended up watching it from like going to the theaters and like I don't know that I would have lined up to go watch it, right? Because I if Mike was like, "Oh, it's a predator movie," no, um, that's a great point. Yep, because uh, like, it came out August fifth, and it was actually competing with Bullet Train, and we were saying how that was going to be the big action movie of the summer. And I don't know about you guys, but like, titles actually carry a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, the movie Bumblebee, it was not called Transformers Bumblebee; it was just called Bumblebee, and didn't do as well as maybe it would have if it was literally called Transformers Bumblebee. My and argument is that it, like, it, it 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 should have done worse if it was called Transformers Bumblebee. But... Well, well, no, but what I mean by that is like, yeah, you're you make a point there, but but at the same time, like, it this been like totally people people are showing up with their like, b costumes would... being like what the hell is this a transformers movie i, can't <laughs> see a I thought it was the sequel to b movie with <laughs> yeah, like, like swarm shows up and just throws swarm, his drink down yeah. and just um no but like no but to that point like if this was a predator like in the title predator yes. and people yes. were looking mm-hmm. at, oh, it would have made a, a difference new, there's a new predator movie and like gone into the theater right but they just see prey they don't know what it's about um, then they see Bullet Train. They've seen like there was mass yeah. marketing for that movie. And, and uh, yeah. yeah, so I think I was going to say the worst title bigger, movie. Bigger yeah, it had a lot audience. of buzz on streaming. That's for sure. It definitely did. Yeah. And and it does. I I I I mean, obviously it's my number one. So I think I think it deserves it. But uh, but we it's talked about it more moment. at length. I think we talked about this and Stranger Things uh, as well at this in the same episode. And uh, that is episode. 135 if anyone wants to listen to it but well, yeah I, you, I love this movie. you know what it is it's like it's a very unique way of telling the classic hero's journey story yeah and mm-hmm. you would think that by 2022 that we've seen it all like how many times can you take a character build them up from the ground up and make them a hero by the end of it and do that those classic sort of hero making adventure tropes but they do this one because they pay attention to you know, the cultural connection and, yeah. and just like the period piece aspect of it and everything involved with this, like it just from start to finish is very well written and uh, very well produced. So very yeah. good mm-hmm. choice. Very yeah. good choice for your number one. Thanks, man. What's your number one? Well, <laughs> we're going to get emotional here and start crying. I'm going to guess Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was crying when I watched Morbius but for very different reasons. <laughs> Uh, that movie borderline broke the MCU. But it, <laughs> thankfully, it's not part of the MCU. So apparently, can fuck off. You <laughs> <laughs> can kindly fuck off. Yeah, kindly fuck off. My uh, number one choice is a part, of, official part of the MCU, and it is a follow up to a movie where I just want to say, like, it's like you really, truly don't know what you have till it's gone because Black Panther, Wakanda Forever was a very emotional film for me. Um, you know, it's a film, it, 
it's almost like an impossible sequel to make. Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. had his work cut out for him. Uh, we lost Chadwick Boseman tragically at a, such a young age, and he wasn't able to like truly carry on his legacy as a as Black Panther in the way that like you know you traditionally get like a trilogy. You know, Captain America, Iron Man, you get like a trilogy, and you get your own. But thankfully. Black Panther was such a classic, was already in my top 10 MCU films, uh, that it built out such a a rich world with such rich characters, and they were able to make a story that even though it didn't have its titular character, black or the character that we knew anyways, of of T'Challa as Black Panther, it was still a very well-told sequel. And, you know, I'm not really trying to spoil the movie or anything, but... (laughs) very emotional because we know that in reality we don't have Chadwick Boseman and yeah, then yeah. in the story we don't I think have everyone T'Challa. knows yeah we don't have yeah. T'Challa anymore as well so it's just like it's kind of this weird blending it's almost unfair because it's like tugging at your heartstrings outside of the theater but yeah. also inside the theater so uh yes yeah, number one for me it was like it it made its biggest impact I think like Top Gun Maverick is very close um, but it was an emotional film and it packed a punch, but this one just carried that extra weight because it had like, you know, that extra, I think like so far, love it or hate it phase four of the MCU. It's like trying to pave new ground for this like multiverse saga and the main running theme from the beginning, which with WandaVision to the end of phase four with, uh, I guess technically the end of phase four in release order would have been the Christmas special, the, ho- the uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. But but the end of phase four, they're they're basically saying is Wakanda, uh, Wakanda forever. Yeah. And it's all a story of grief and how you deal with that grief and how you move on in a productive way as opposed to a destructive way. So I thought it was very powerful in that in that regard. Nice. And we got some great new world building with a whole new angle with like Namor and you know. Uh, you know, Atlantis, T- Talokan in the in the film. Namor, like just, just a whole Namor. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, however you want to say it, because they say it in multiple different ways mm-hmm. in the film too. Um, yeah, we got some great stuff and some teases to future MCU properties, and just an, a nice way to, to cap off Phase Four of the MCU. Nice, yeah. good nice. choice. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I did get out to IMAX and see it, and uh, it was excellent. Didn't quite make my top five, but just as a tribute to. Chadwick Boseman alone, like just as that alone, it like deserves like all the recognition in the world because right it it does such a good job knowing like what happened how like off screen and it's just an amazing tribute to him and um like Ian says dealing with the grief and everything so it's an excellent movie mm-hmm. another good MC movie in my opinion. No, yeah, the tribute to him at the beginning like a lot. I think a lot of studios wouldn't have. I don't want to say balls, but like they, I don't know that they would have addressed it as beautifully mm-hmm. as Marvel did. Yeah, it's very classy. Um, for the character and for the actor. Um, yeah, it was just like it had me. In, I mean, I'm pregnant, so I'm emotional in general, but I cried throughout the whole beginning sequence until they got to the Marvel um, where they do like the letters and all the footage and the letters. I was just crying the entire time it was just it was it was very beautiful um and it was a great and, tribute yeah and crying in silence like you're it's literal silence and you're like mm-hmm. in awe of everything yeah just yeah it's great no it's I, i'm i'm excited i'm excited to watch this I, I didn't get out to see it yet but uh as of this recording it will be 
on Disney Plus fairly soon. I know it's it's sort of a, a, a theater movie. Again, it's one of those ones just like it is a theater movie. It's going to be hard to watch. It on I think screen, February first. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that I. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'm glad it. that I saw sure it. Enjoy it. Um, I was going to say too because this is my number one that um, there is a glaring blind spot even more so than the TV uh, series in that I have not yet seen Avatar. Uh, yeah, the Way same. Of Water. None of us have. None um, of us have seen and, Avatar. But I am glad yeah. that I saw this one before Avatar, The Way of Water, because we know James Cameron is a master behind the camera, and he spent a, over a decade underwater with his cameras. So, like, we know that the underwater stuff in that movie is going to be spectacular. This movie does take a lot of place underwater, and I think they did a great job with it. When you compare it to something like Aquaman, I think they did, like, a really good job with their underwater footage. Yeah. Hurt, hurt to compare the two. All right, so we have our top fives. Um, uh, what's our what's our vote for our for our pick this year? I I I personally didn't have Top Gun in my top five. I think um, it was the Batman. No, it's probably the Batman because the, the three of us had it at number two, number two. Yeah. and Ian, you had it at four or five. I think. No, um, I had it at three. So I think. Oh, it's you had it at three. Oh, so yeah, then yeah. it's then that it's makes pretty. Sense. Yeah. So then yeah. it's it's Happy pretty clear that. that it's the Batman. All right. The Batman. Is, I think uh, it was the only movie that was on all of our lists. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, yeah, so never mind. It was easier than I thought it would be. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> I'm not paying attention, or I'm just very tired, or both. Uh, probably both. Um, okay, so the Batman is uh, the back in my day movie of 2022. Uh, you can hear what our TV show of the year is as well in our previous episode. And um, Mike, until uh, we talk to everybody next time. Where they're finding our good stuff online. Yeah, find us uh, on any social media app or on basically all of them at Day Back In, and you can keep up with the show there. Or find us on any of the popular podcast apps, you know, Apple, Spotify, Overcast. Uh, the podcast is called Back in My Day, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash back in my day. Which is where you'll find the rest of our lists on TV and uh, video games and movies as well. So thank you everyone for listening. And uh, once again, Happy New Year for another episode. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next time. You must be really great at Clue, huh? I'm very bad at dumb things. Ticking boxes, running around, searching all the rooms. It's just a terrible, terrible game.